0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: As our beloved Broadway community approaches a return, we are following four working artist mothers from both sides of the table and across diverse worlds as they emerge from this time of togetherness with their children. Two became pregnant and gave birth in the 17 months since the shutdown, while the other two paused the eight-show-a-week mom-life juggle and are having to readapt to time away from their sweet babes, knowing now just how precious the
2: moments with them are. Tony nominee Elizabeth Stanley, Moulin Rouge's Corey Petinod, choreographer Lauren Lataro, and Come From Away's Pearl Sun share their stories in our special four-part miniseries, Returning Reborn, The Rebirth of the Broadway Mom. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to the season three premiere of Mama's Talking Loud. Oh my
1: God, can you believe it? (laughs) I can't (laughs) believe it.
2: Here we are. (laughs) We are
1: here. We made it through and another season is here. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. And this week's guest earned herself a Tony nomination for starring in Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill, which she was performing eight times a week before COVID-19 hit. Her life has taken quite a turn in the past year and a half, as she is weeks
2: away from welcoming her first child. Hashtag pandemic baby. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. She shares not only her thoughts on social media and the role her show plays in the social landscape of our industry, but also how she is advocating for herself as a new mother returned to the stage. Here is our episode with Elizabeth Stanley.
1: morning, Elizabeth. Ooh. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> I should have warmed up first. <laughs> Girl, tell me about it. We are so happy to have you here. We, y'all, listeners, those of you who've been with us, this is the very first episode we're recording of our third season.
3: Woo-hoo! Hello.
2: Amazing. It's crazy. What is this, like 78 or something? Yeah. I don't even
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Congrats. Oh, a lot of episodes.
2: That's really cool. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you.
1: Um, welcome to you, Elizabeth Stanley, Tony Thank nominated. <laughs> um, fabulous, expectant mama, like any day now, right? Are mm-hmm. we in the yeah. final countdown? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I happen to say, I have to say, I noticed that you emailed us at 3.30 this morning. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. clearly the like pregnancy insomnia is <laughs> happening. Yeah. It's, yep. it's
2: real, right? It is so real.
0: I know. The last couple nights I've woken up around three and then just kind of can't get back to sleep for two or three hours. And so yep. I was like, well,
3: yeah,
2: here we are. I read so many books when I was emails. pregnant in the middle of the night, just like plowed through books because I never slept.
3: Isn't that,
0: I, yeah, I guess it's just preparing me for what's ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, mm,
0: I know people bet. are always
1: like, try to catch up on your sleep and you're like, but I'm already not sleeping and then it's, right. and then it's not going to get better. But here's
2: <laughs> Yeah. Here's the difference: you, you, people are your baby is keeping you up when the baby arrives, right? Right. But any chance you get to sleep, you are so tired. It's not insomnia. You can fall asleep anywhere. Right. Like when I would be in the dressing room and I had an infant at home, I would be asleep underneath the tabletop, like just passed out in in seconds. It didn't matter.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm looking forward to that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so besides the insomnia, how are you feeling? How how is it? We don't often talk to. Pregnant women on it, like usually the baby has arrived. So, yeah, tell us how you're
0: feeling. I'm feeling really good, actually. Knock on wood. I mean, you know, some things physically are like a little bit harder, like getting up off the couch. But, um, but I feel good. I feel like I'm in this like rage nesting zone where (laughs) Mm -hmm. like getting stuff done. And and we moved this summer, but um, it's just taken us for a lot of reasons, a lot of time to kind of get situated. And so I feel like now I'm motivated to be like, I'm going to organize that closet and I'm going to like, we're going to go sofa shopping later today, you know, just stuff like that. Um, but I feel good. I've, I've turned that corner where I'm like starting to feel sad that I'm not going to be pregnant anymore. You know, it's just such a weird thing, but it's, it's, so, it's such a special, unique time, and I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity in this lifetime to carry a child and um, to experience that. And um, just that intimacy that you have with like, another being in your body, it's, I mean, it feels like it's been a long time, but it's also so brief. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've started being like, oh, that's almost done.
2: Yeah. It's it's so weird to think about as you're talking about it. I mean, shortly after you have the baby, you'll still feel like you're going to feel a kick or some sort of flutter. And I always remember being like, I'll never forget what that feels like. But now sitting here, I cannot really replicate that in my body. Like mentally, I can remember it, but I don't have the physical memory of it. So it's so great that you're really keen into it while you're there Mm. because it is, it's, it's magical.
1: Well, and I remember sitting there saying to myself out loud, remember what this feels like. Cause Kara had told me to like, take it in. Cause she was before me. And I was like, remember what this feels like. And, and it's true. You think you'll never forget. And then, and then you're seven years in and, and yeah. you don't remember, you know, <laughs> or, yeah. or like two years in, I mean, it's like, you can't even, it's true. There's nothing like it. And yeah. so it is a special time.
2: Did you yeah. always know this was something that you wanted for yourself? Elizabeth? Or is this, I don't know. It's kind of like,
0: <clears throat> I feel like I rode the wave of like wanting it and not wanting it. Um, I think for sure when I was like a teenager and in my 20s, I thought like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll be a mom. And then when I was still in my 30s and I was single, I started being like, I don't know, I might not be. And like, what would, what does that look like? And um. And also, I think when you're pursuing the arts, it's like you see so many different ways of making a life that are meaningful. And, you know, I worked with people that were parents and people that weren't. And I saw all the different ways that people did it. And some of it looked awesome. And some of it looked like, oh, gosh, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which is probably true in every line of work, honestly. But uh, I do feel like being a performing artist is a unique challenge. and so, I don't know, somewhere in my mid 30s, I would really like, I want I wanted to still have that option. I don't want to be a single parent, but like, so I froze my eggs like in my, hmm, I don't know, it was in my late 30s. Um, not because I was like, I must have a child. I was still kind of like, okay, if I didn't, but I just was like, I want to have that option. Like, if I meet someone later and we both want that, I just want that to be an option. Um and then as I like was approaching 40, I was like,
3: I think I'm good.
0: <laughs> like I don't know that I need to do that anymore and and I really started getting really excited about like just the different ways that you can have a really full life without kids. Mm-hmm. Um cuz I think for the longest time I was afraid of like I won't know the full life experience if I don't become a mother. There's something I'm gonna be missing that everyone else knows, and like my life won't be as deep or as meaningful. Um, and I think it was really healthy for me that I finally turned the corner on that and was like, no, you can do lots of things with a life, you know?
1: Absolutely. That Absolutely. is child free.
0: Um, but then when I met Charlie, he was like, I mean, it was kind of inappropriate, but it was just because of my age. Like we talked about it, like maybe on like the second date, you know, and he's younger than me. And he was like, well, I've kind of, and also cause being a guy, he was like, well, I just assumed I would, I would be a dad, but <laughs> I'm okay if I'm not, you know, like that, that could be okay. Um, which was awesome and enabled us then to like, really, I think green light, I love. <laughs> um, and so then I think, doing Jackie Little Pill was kind of always on the horizon. Um, when I met him and then it, it became a Broadway show within the time that we were together. And, um, and we kind of thought like, well, I'll do the show for a year and we'll just, we'll see what's happening. We'll see if like there are other career things that were like, that feels more like the life we want to take. Um, or if we're like, no, this feels good. Maybe I'll sign on for another year if that's an option. And, you know, if the show is still running, you know how you just never uh-huh. know. Never mm-hmm. know. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe like then we would try and get pregnant. We were just kind of like, we'll see. So then I think when it was the pandemic. <laughs> then COVID um, hit. <laughs> yeah. So it just like really changed everything up, which at first was really stressful to me in terms of the the kid thing, because I felt like, wait, I had a pretty like moderate plan in place, but this is really messing with it. And I don't, I'm not of the age where I have like years to spare, you know, it's not like, wait, we'll just wait till everything resumes and then we'll put this plan back in place, you know? Um, and, uh, and also just, it was a really, you know, career high for me that I wasn't willing to just be like, ah, whatever um and so but the longer it pressed on um I kind of was like just feels like we should try and see what happens and there's so much uncertainty um and and so then we just were kind of lucky and we ended up getting pregnant I mean it took us you know several months but so we didn't have to use my frozen eggs or anything, which I was glad just because um it's really expensive. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. truth of the matter and I, is. <laughs> and our industry has been shut down for a year and a half. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh my Sorry, gosh. That was a
2: long answer, but no, no. I mean, it almost feels like the pandemic put like, um, put the pressure on in, in a lot of ways to make the decision. You've probably felt that way. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was just like, are you going to do it now? Do you want to, or Otherwise, you're going to be like the oldest mom on the playground. I mean, you kind of already are, but like, <clears throat> you know.
1: Um, you're not. You're not. Just know that. You're not. <laughs> in New York, it doesn't feel so bad, right? Right. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, exactly. that's the nice thing. No, I think that like I, so many people I've seen in our business have gotten pregnant in this time. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I yes. think it really, there's so much of what we do is so uncertain and there's so much instability. And Who knows what's going to happen when you'll book a show? There's no right time, right? It's like you just sort of have to go. I remember my agent saying to me, the business will always be here. It will always be here. But there's still that in the back of your head, like, but there's things happening and I'm taking myself out of it. So when nothing was happening, Mm -hmm. it was like, and I can imagine, you know, you had. The nominations hadn't come out yet, but like word on the street was, you know, Elizabeth Stanley's going to get a Tony nom for Jagged Little Pill. Like this was what was, you know, I knew that was happening. We all knew. And so you Mm -hmm. had to have known, I mean, in your heart of hearts. And it's like, when is it coming back? Do I have time? Could I do this? But at the same time, it sort of feels like the perfect moment to try to get pregnant because there was no pressure to return to work there was no pressure to get yourself back. There was no pressure to, or to feel as though you were missing out on auditions or whatever's coming up. Um, so I've, I, I've noticed, I mean, I, I get it. I totally get it. I mean, I remember talking to Kara and Kara was like, Jess, you could have, you could get pregnant and have a baby by the time we go back to work. And now like Casey Levy's done that, you're doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like people and people who I think we're only going to have one kid, you know, we're like, mm. well, I mean, why not? Let's go for it. And then, yeah, lo and I'm behold. Yeah, yep. exactly. So I think that like in a lot of ways, I mean, this is the only path, you know, you don't know what the other one would have been like, right. you, you know, so it's like <laughs> to compare the two. But I would think that having this um, space and time and being able to enjoy your pregnancy, hopefully um and really bask in it has been lovely. Yeah, I I feel
0: grateful that I didn't have a lot of those stressors that you're talking about of like just the the pressures that
2: we put upon ourselves and that are you know
0: specifically challenging I think in our industry
3: Mm-mm.
2: like absolutely even just the pressure of doing a show becoming pregnant and then being like how long am I going to be able to do the show until I can no longer do it? You know, that was like a a daily question. I know that I uh, had to go through with both my pregnancies, you know, am I going to make it to the time I said I was going to make it to, you know? Uh, uh, mm -hmm. So it's lovely, but you do have the, the, you have your return date. Yeah. Um, and it is not long after you are supposed to have your baby. So, how are you feeling about <laughs> all close. Of this? Well, yeah, I... real... <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just finished <clears throat> kind of those conversations and negotiations, and um, I have to say the the show is really being awesome, and they're letting me come back whenever I feel ready, <clears throat> because I don't this is maybe for editing or not. I don't, cause I don't know if she's public about my, my understudy is also pregnant.
1: <laughs> so Laurel
3: Harris. Yes. I understudy. knew that.
1: I knew that because Rob is in my show and Rob okay. posted it in our, yeah, he, he posted okay. it in our group though. I don't know if he's like, we'll see when we tweet this episode out. We'll
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. So she's having a baby a couple months after me. Um, And, you know, I wrote the team, like the creative team and the producers an email, I don't know, like in the spring when I was doing my first like public performance. And I was like, I'm showing, they're going to see, I just want everyone to know what's up, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, this is something we're really excited about and um, I want to share it with you, but I also want you to know, like the show is a different kind of baby for me and I care about it too. And... I'm really inspired by basically everyone on the email thread with the exception of maybe one or two is a working parent, you know, working artist parent.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. you've got like Diane Paulus and Alan Morissette and you know, there are a lot yeah. of those mothers on there.
0: And, and and like Tom Kitt and Diablo Cody and like mm-hmm. they all yeah. have m- multiple kids, you know what I mean? Like that's that's the thing that's so thrilling. And um, And so I felt from the beginning, I felt like I would be supported and I could share my news with them, which was really nice.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> and so I just was like, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what to expect. I think no one knows. I've seen it change people drastically, but I think at this point in time, I am hoping that I will like want to be a working mom, you know? Um, and the, everyone wrote back and was just like, anything you need, like we are here for you. And it was great. Um,
1: Oh my God, you know, but then it comes
0: a- down to actually discussing the logistics, which is harder because it's also like they're running a business. And um, <clears throat> and so I just, you know, at first I was like, yeah, I'm going to rally. Like, sure, I can probably come to like a Zoom rehearsal or I can, you know, I can. T-. And then like as it's gotten closer, I'm just like, I, I don't want to do that. Like, I just this is probably the only baby I'll have. And I don't want to not be present for like these Good for
3: you. The yeah. part of her life. Uh, you no, know? yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh,
2: it's so hard to do that, but it's so amazing that you listen to your gut, you know, just saying and, like, I want to be here for this.
0: And it's different for everybody. Right. And, you know, I, I, you know, I asked so many people and I got lots of advice from people and, <clears throat> um, Rita Kitt, Tom's wife, actually, I was like doing a Zoom with him and she was in the background. She's like, Do you want my advice? And I was like, Yes. (laughs) Um, I love Rita. I know. She's just the best. But she was like, You should set yourself up so that you can come back, like, you know, when you're ready, rather than like being like, No, I'm not coming back for six months or whatever it is. And then feeling like, Oh, I, I, I could be there. I actually, want to be there you know so she's like if you can like set it up so that you can go back when you're ready um and so i'm really grateful that that is what's happening so they're hiring someone who will i think open the show and then saying like when i feel ready like come back and we're going to share the role for a few months like to the end of the year probably and then um come january I'm going to go back in like full-time, but even my full-time is just going to be six instead of eight, which I'm so grateful for. That's,
1: oh my God, just, Elizabeth. I'm
0: so, I mean, i fought hard for it. You know, it wasn't oh, easily sure. won um, yeah. because that wasn't what I had before, but I just was like, I just heard so many people talk about the eight being hard. And I know how hard eight is even not as a mom. um, And just, you know, I just was like, this is an extraordinary circumstance. Like my baby will not even be a year old. Like it might be, I might be able to be like, I'm going to rally if, I don't know if, if she were one and a half. Well, even. or
1: if you were in the ensemble, to be honest, like that's a different experience than leading a show. You, you are starring in the show. You are the mother. You are a grounding force within the production. And that, carries a weight in and of itself as well, you know? And now that you've been Tony nominated, that's part of it too. That's a thing. You know, that's a thing. It's like Tony nominee Elizabeth Stanley. You know, it's like... The and pressure. the I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I hate to put it on, but it's true. <laughs> no. Like it's different for you to go back to eight shows a week versus like me going back to Jersey boys eight times a week when Elliot, you know what I mean? Like our, mm. our job was
2: not as and yet. I feel like I even know. so though, this needs to be, I, I want your journey to be chronicled and, yeah. and shouted from the rooftops. Cause this is something that we've been fighting for is this job sharing kind of uh, opportunity for parents in our industry—they do it overseas um, in London. They yeah. they let parents job share yeah. on shows, and so they can get their health insurance weeks. And actually, it ends up behooving the show in the long run because you don't have someone calling out last minute because their kid is sick or whatever. They have That's you know right. the coverage, and the and the parents are in the mental space to do the job that they have to do, whether it's four shows a week or six shows a week, but not the full eight. You know, there's a lot of validity and worth to it. So for I'm sure. so curious. Yeah, I'm so curious to see what your, you know, journey through it is. And hopefully (laughs) it gets a little bit of a traction with the industry. Yeah, I I mean,
1: I mean, and I think so much of it does come from the fact, though, as well, that so many on the team are parents because they understand the struggle and they know what it's like. Because when you have a creative team that are that don't have children, if there's no one there, they don't they can't understand. No one can understand until they're in it you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so they're usually not as amenable to making those kind of concessions. Right. And, um, yeah, no, I, I just, for the record, I'm all for a job share. I just mean like the actual physicality of the job is easier, like, but mentally going back to work and missing out on this time that's hard on anybody.
0: Well, and that's what I was explaining when I was sort of pleading my case, I was just like, I was like, look, I know how to work hard. Like I'm, you know, we got that. I think every actor does like we hustle. Right. And I was like, you know, I, I didn't call out from the show at all until I had COVID. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and even then I was like, I'm coming back. I didn't know that's what it was. Right. So <laughs> I was like, if, if it was just about me and like recovering from a birth process, like I could do it, but sh- is that really the healthy move to make? Probably not. But also, I was just like, it's about what my kid needs, and they, when they're that young, like, need to be by me. Like, yeah, it's just like that's their. You can't
1: change that. Yeah. Um, well, and I think these are the conversations that ha- that are happening more and more, right? I mean, they've they're talking about just within the normal workforce as well. There's the Great Resignation that they're calling it because people are realizing. What I was doing before was not working it was not healthy it was not um, sustainable um, ultimately without detriment to our bodies and our mental health and um, and I think that these moments are going to happen more and more and I said this on another episode but it was like if we all stick together the producers have to make changes they have to start to recognize these things um, and it does come from having people in charge and in positions of power, mainly women, I do have to say. Like here, holla for Tom Kitt, but I know that it has <laughs> so much to do <laughs> about having women in the positions of power and women who are mothers specifically, because they understand it and they recognize um how important it is. And so the more we can speak up and the more we can ask for what we need, the more hopefully some change will start to occur.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel so inspired by that. Just I think right now as we're recording this, the Olympics are happening. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, like weeks before I had this kind of negotiation conversation with the folks at Jagged, um, I was reading an article about Olympian moms and how they were like trying to figure it out, Mm -hmm. trying to help each other. And, you know, it was, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's, I think one of the best parts of this you know past year and a half of of mostly what's been hard for so many people well for everyone in a okay. different way but is that people are like mm. I'm. I'm not going to not say what I need anymore.
2: <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's like I, I've been saying we need to start the hat like hashtag that you're pulling a Simone Biles. Like you are standing up for what it is that you need in this moment. And I think as we're returning from this time, I've I found that for myself. Like I no longer want to do the things that like I would normally say yes to just because it. It's like, oh, well, I should I should do it. I should say yes. It's like, is it going to serve me? Is it going to serve my life? Is it going to serve my family? Is it going to feed me? And that's going to be, as you travel down this path of motherhood, that's, I think, one of the hardest things to come to terms with because you are constantly worried about the needs of your child. And at some point, your needs and your child's needs have to have kind of the same importance. Mm. And in the beginning, it's not going to, it's going to be really hard. You are not going to feel that way. At least that, that was for me. And I still majorly struggle with it. Jessica does too. I mean, like you're constantly weighing your self-preservation against what might be good for your kid, you know? Ugh. So knowing that moving forward, you're, I mean, you're already well on your way on your path. I, I bowed down to your ability to recognize that because I certainly didn't Um, Early
3: on, well,
0: hashtag old mom. You know, (laughs) I've I've like had the. I do feel like it's lucky that I've watched so many, you know, friends and colleagues before me, um, just go through the process and the struggles and and be honest about it with me. I feel like I've had really honest friends of being like,
1: this shit's hard.
0: You know, I I love it, but like this part is not a mommy blog.
1: No, no, no. But luckily also your bestie is Carrie Anderson. Yeah. Who we had on as well. And she's so amazing, a therapist and like, you know, actor turned therapist. And, and so I'm sure she's, and she's a mom, obviously check out her episode, you guys. Um, But she, uh, she probably has so much wisdom and is so helpful, like along the journey for you. And, and it's great to just have this community, you know, it's just, we are stronger together in all the ways. And yeah. I do think that the time is ripe for conversations to be happening. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Um, I want to sort of shift a little bit. Shift. Shift. Um, I noticed, and I can edit this out if you decide this is something that's not supposed to be known. But I did notice some rings on fingers and some pictures on Instagram. We did not get married. Oh, okay. Um,
0: <laughs> no, everyone asks because uh, did, did you notice the ring on Charlie? I did. It, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I, I, and then I looked at yours and I could see there was a ring there, but it was mainly the fact that he had one that I was like, yeah.
0: hmm. Not anymore because I can't fit them on my hands. <laughs> but um,
1: <laughs>
0: no, we, so we got engaged. Um, In January of 2020 and we're planning a wedding for September and then you know shifted that a few times which was a fun time um (laughs) but ultimately we just decided like let's just wait because the the legal part of it wasn't super important to us I mean we might change our mind with parenthood I don't know there might be things that like just taxes and crap like that that we're like let's just do it yeah (laughs) um But we really felt like we wanted like the gathering of our peeps, you know, that's like what the wedding felt like what it was important for us to have be the like witnessed and celebrated and, um, and it just, it still feels impossible to plan an event like Mm -hmm. with certainty and pure joy. (laughs) So, and then when we found out we were pregnant, I was like. I don't know. I don't want to plan a wedding and have to hire like a babysitter. Mm. I I want her to be able to be a part of it, you know? Mm. Um, but we did, so September 27th would have been our wedding date, and we did, um, just have like, a little celebration day between the two of us. Mm -hmm. And so Charlie was like, let's, let's give some, let's give each other something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. And so I gave him this ring that had been my grandfather's. Um, So that's the ring that he, he was wearing, which he, he actually, it's a good practice ring for him because he just like plays with it and drops it a lot. And I'm like, Oh no. (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) Eric went through a phase where he wasn't wearing his at all oh and I was like um where's your ring he's like oh well I forgot what show some show he was doing he was like he wouldn't have a ring I think it was waitress actually I think it was for Cal and he was like Cal's not married he's like he wouldn't have a ring and I was like well you're not but you can wear it during the day (laughs) and he was like no I have to take it on and off on and off I was like um like, so sure. to my world.
2: I, know. <laughs> I have to take my ring off when I do the show. It's
1: exhausting. I know. He's just so method.
2: Um <laughs> but but I
1: also though I have to say a little thing because Kara and I have so anyone who's been listening for a while knows we have this group, Broadway Baby Mamas. We're on Instagram, but we are a private Facebook group for moms in our community, right? And it's a safe space.
4: It's awesome. So we
1: always know that people are expecting, usually for sure, once they're requested to join because that's the giveaway. However, before <laughs> that happens, they usually start to follow us on social media, and you started following. Yep, <laughs> you started following Mama's Talking Loud like months ago, and I said to Kara, I was like. Elizabeth Stanley's uh-huh. got to be pregnant.
3: I'm telling you, <laughs> I bet she's pregnant.
1: And then and, and then sure enough, there it was. And there are a few others. I won't I won't throw them out, out because them we won't out them here because they haven't publicly said anything, but there are yeah. people we've noticed have started following us. And it's Aww, like we we feel like that. the secret keepers sometimes cuz we're like, "Ooh, that person's going to say they're pregnant." <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> I also there was that, but then also you did order um bracelets from Ivy and Clark. You ordered yes. the fertility. I was just going to say that, that <laughs> cause we were trying for like six
0: months before we got pregnant and that like at my maternal age, at my advanced, my AMA, uh-huh. um, the geriatric pregnancy. That's, that's right. That's when yeah. they're like, well, if you've been trying for six months, then you should just like run some tests to just see what your bodies are doing. Right. So it was like around that time. Um, and so I was just like, you know, putting in energy in lots of different places. And I was like, I'm ordering this stack for myself. Cause I've been so impressed at like this business that you started among all the other things that you do, but like, and that you do it with your daughter, it's just like, so awesome. Thanks. Um, Thanks. And so, but I got your stack the day I found out I was pregnant. And so it just found like, it felt like this. I don't know. Good luck charm. And so I, I like did not take it off for like the, inf- the first like trimester. Cause that's, you know, it's just like such a yeah. scary time that yeah. you're just like,
1: yeah. please let everything keep going. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Wow. I love it so yeah. much. Oh, that's so great. And I, I want to say kudos to you because I just saw your final post on Instagram. You were like, yeah. I'm taking a hiatus. Taking first mouth. off the photos are gorgeous. You're so beautiful. I mean, like, could there oh. be a more stunning mother goddess Mom. about to have a baby? Like, you look on a, roof, on a it rooftop. It helps have
0: Jenny Anderson, like, taking the
1: photos. You know I mean, saying? but it's, she's got a great <laughs> subject. So, but I just want to <laughs> say, like, kudos to you for taking yourself out of the space, you know, and mm. out of social media, off of social media, saying, I'm going to be present, fully present in this time.
0: Yeah, you know, social media is like... Ugh. I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I think everyone has a love hate with it. I know very few people who are just like, I love it
1: um, <laughs> all the time. Ellen Marsh. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I
0: mean, some people are so good at That's it. That's the thing. Right? Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That, that, I, I definitely know people I'm like, you thrive here. It's really impressive. Yeah. It's like, I wish that I had that relationship with it sometimes, yeah. but nope, I, not it. I definitely don't. No, definitely not. Um, And knock on wood, I generally have been someone who is not like plagued with jealousy and like comparison in my, you know, in my life, but in this industry too, I've I've just, I don't know. I've been, I've been lucky in that way. I have like supportive friends and other things. And I've been able to just like, just keep my eyes on my own paper. You know what I mean? Like I never visit any Broadway website, like mm-hmm. not Playbill, not Broadway.com, not, you know, n- not, and not because I don't like them. <laughs> They're awesome. And sometimes it means I'm like, Oh, I had no idea that was happening. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, okay, Elizabeth. <laughs> but I just knew for my own sanity, it's just better. I just, yeah. just, just trust that what's meant for you is going to come to you and, and don't be like emailing your agents every time. Like, Oh, there, this thing is coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, mm-hmm. cause for me that it made it worse, not yeah. better. Um, But I gotta say, this last year I was not as I did not feel as cool about the jealousy stuff. And it just like crept in a way that um was new for me, like to a to a new level where I was like, oh my gosh, well they're like writing a book and releasing an album and doing a concert and and starting a business. And (laughs) and, and I was just like, that's stop. Don't be, just don't, don't do that. Um but then that coupled with like, you know, I started following lots of mom things on um, mm-hmm. on the gram, mm-hmm. and some of that stuff is scary. <laughs> and like, my midwives are really awesome, and they're really into the mental health of the mom. It's like a huge part of their practice. And, um, a couple times I would come to them with questions like, "Well, I read this article that blah blah blah," and I was like, just don't read those articles, Elizabeth. <laughs> <Like>, don't be <laughs> clicking on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I know this is going to be hard, and I'm not saying I'll be successful at it, but I don't want to be on my phone all the time in my baby's face.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like breastfeeding and doom scrolling. Like, that just feels like a terrible combo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure because it's hours of your life, like, I'm going to want distractions of other sorts but they so are books like, yeah books. Exactly, <laughs> that's, exactly I was like catch up on your reading do something that's good for you you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. um yeah so I think it was sort of a self-preservation thing but also like a a preparation thing where I was like also right now I don't need to be thinking about that stuff like Mm-mm. that's
1: not No, because you can't like none of that, A, the the stuff on the mom stuff that you don't need that added on. Like you don't need the added stressors of that. But then business wise too, like that's not going to be your world for a while. So it does nothing. Like unless you can fully go in and feel just positive and supportive, you don't need that. You don't need to see what is happening? What's going on? Like, be in this moment. This is so special. And like you said, this might very well be your only child. You know, like at the time, I didn't know Elliot was going to be my only, and I, and I still like, I feel like I took advantage. But I definitely wish that I had been even more present than I was. Remember, and I said I was consciously saying, remember this, <laughs> remember it's this. Hard, but right? I still yeah. wish, like, I, I. so that saying of like, I don't wish I had another kid, but I wish I had my kid back at the beginning again just to sort of like Mm. be more aware and present of each moment and milestone and things that were happening because when you're in it to win it Eric says it's like being in outer space for the first three months you know it's like (laughs) it's such a crazy space and like you're just trying to survive truly Um, but I think taking out Instagram or social media from that equation will be super helpful just for for you for your sanity as you move through yeah. this massive transition and you know you're like this sort of this sort of segues into um something else i want to talk about which is that you know jagged little pill it's like the most woke show right <laughs> there <Hashtag> is woke. <laughs> i know hashtag woke um <laughs> i know you know that show was leading the charge with the conversations around just like lgbtqia like everything and uh, racism, all these different social justice issues. Um, and then to have found ourselves in this place, um, when everything came to a head last summer, for sure, during black lives matter and everything like that, like, how has it, I know that for my company, we've had zooms and we've had cast conversations and we're going to have anti-racist training coming back, but how has it felt to be first off, I think on social media during this time and knowing that like, your position within that show. Probably a lot of people were looking to see how you responded. Right. Mm-hmm. I know that I, I know that some of us have, were being looked at to say, like, are they speaking up? Are they being an ally? Are they actively trying to listen and uh, be more anti-racist and more aware? And, you know, it, speaking up for the LGBTQI play, you know, a plus community and all the things Um, has that. I mean, you're going to be off social media and I know that you have posted things. I mean, I've, I've seen that, like you're clearly an ally, but going back to your show, do you have any sort of like hesitation with regard to the, the content of the show itself or how it's portrayed on stage or, or the, the role that you play within that community? Because I think I know you have some trans cast members, right? Or you have some non-binary cast members and this new, I don't know quite how to say this or what I'm even asking truly probably, but um, <laughs> I have hesitation going back to my show. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't want to say <clears throat> the wrong thing. And I don't, you know, out of just ignorance or not realizing. And, and so that is almost twofold with you and your show. And how is that? Like, have you guys been working on anything? Have y'all been talking to one another, or are there plans for your company to do any sort of work?
0: I mean, yes to everything. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I think in
0: terms of like myself and how I'm representing my, um, like public persona and what I'm doing, that's something I thought a lot about this past year. I mean, it's something I certainly thought a lot about before, particularly because of the show I was in, but, um, one thing I really learned about myself is I feel like social media is not my not the place where I thrive in terms of my activism. Um, and I've kind of had to make peace with that and know like there are other things I'm doing, other conversations I'm having other donations I'm making, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and everybody, as long as everyone's doing something right. Mm -hmm. Um, that's okay. Uh, because for me, the conversations require so much nuance. Mm-hmm. Um, life is just complicated and it's not binary, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, ever. It feels yeah. like, you know, yeah. no matter how strongly I feel about something, there's always something to listen to on the other side. Um, even if it's not going to change my mind. Like, I think it's oftentimes worth listening to or, or, um, which for me is hard to have this kind of like true conversations over social media. Mm, Whatever do you mean? No, it's not. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, some people are, again, some people seem to be kind of good at it. Like they can do it. Um, but so
2: yeah. But you but, said nuance. You can't get nuance from um, words typed on a screen. You cannot. It's very, very hard to portray nuance that way, you know? Yeah. And so I, you really are nailing it on the head for me as I'm listening to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone in that. Um, no, but, it's hard. Yeah. But I definitely thought about, you know, even in just like Kind of asking for what I need, and going back to work, I was like, "Well, here I'm just like this white lady who's like, "Well, I have needs too. Um, and you know, it took me some time to kind of wrestle with that and be like, "Well, yes, you can fight for the needs of other people and also have needs of your own and and look at the big picture and see where you fit and where where do your needs fall on the sort of important spectrum and mm-hmm. um I mean, Jagged has been a show that for, and again, I can only speak from my experience in the room, right? But it, from the get-go has been trying more than any other show I've been a part of to be on the up and up, mm-hmm. um, you know, having advisory boards of people who spend their, you know, it's their life's work working with sexual assault survivors working with people in recovery and addiction working with racism working with adoption working with lgbtq you know it's so you know we spent days in rehearsal precious rehearsal time that diane Paulus was willing to give up and that the producers were willing to pay people to come in and um have these informed discussions and conversations and I've never been a part of a show that spends that kind of money and time
3: mm-hmm.
0: um investing in educating the people in the room and was it perfect? No. Was there room for improvement? Yes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I I do have to say I think the show is trying, right? Um and So that makes me feel hopeful in coming back. Um, I think they, particularly with the trans non-binary things, have made some missteps. And, um, you know, I have my perspective of the evolution of things um, and my own experience in the room, but that's going to be different for each one of us. So I can't speak to the, like, this is the truth. Like everyone has... Yeah. You know, the journey is their own. Yeah. We're not all in, in every rehearsal room in every minute. Um, Mm -hmm. but I do think like, you know, the statement that they released most recently was really painful to a lot of people, um, in, in that community. And
4: I do think like they are waiting, they have been
0: waiting, I think, to make a proper statement or um, a follow-up statement in hopes that a conversation could be had mm. with some of the people in our show that were ex- especially upset by that. But um, I don't know if that conversation is, is going to happen. You know, I don't mm. know that everyone is willing to talk. And so I think they're going to have to move forward and, and um, <clears throat> figure out what to say
4: Yeah. in the meantime. Um, but I feel like, personally like the
0: story of our show how how I see it and I think it's kind of beautiful that like depending on who you are and what your life is about you might be like no the show is about this mm-hmm. um but for me because this is the character that I play like to me the show is really about a family who is trying to be awesome <laughs> like we all are um, and that is really hurting. And my character is a survivor of sexual assault that she never dealt with. She never talked to anyone like so many people our age never did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she becomes <clears throat> addicted to opioids. And which is also really common that like the two go hand in hand, um, which further fractures her family. You know, and so it's really for me about truth telling and and like going through the hard stuff, letting things be ugly, um, embracing the like we're gonna fall apart, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not perfect, Mm -hmm. um, ness of life, and and so I think the more that the show leans into, like yeah, and the and the show is being created and made by human people who are making mistakes. Like Mm -hmm. I, it's sometimes I think it's such a curse that like woke got like put in one of the reviews about our show, like early on Mm -hmm. because that carries a certain like cliche kind of burden. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That uh, I, I feel my perspective anyway was that so many people working on the show were learning and changing and evolving and growing like right along with the show um in real time you know which is real messy yeah
1: Yeah. but that's but that because of shows like your show those that learning and that growing happens right and i think that you the fact that before we even had this moment in time your producers and your creative team were actively bringing people in, having the conversations, having the heart. That's what it is. That's what we have to do. And I think that the underlying, um, for me at least, I, I, we were having our listening circles and things. And it's like the patience with one another, right? It's yes. like having patience with one another. Take it down a notch, take the emotion, try to take the emotion down a notch and recognize like we all have a common goal, which is to be respectful and inclusive and tell the story and hear one another and respect one another ultimately. And so there will be missteps along the way, because like you said, we're human, but we must all have patience with each other, you know, as as we move through this time. I mean, it's, it's going to be, there's so much not, and you already, your show already dealt with so much. And now coming back after this time, after the mental health issues and the isolation and the trauma and all of that, like, I, I, I can hear you that it was heavy and trying and, and, and I can only imagine what it will be like. When your company goes back. So, probably really awesome that you're going to be at so home with your baby. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: I know. Just, I mean, I, no, I mean,
1: it's making I, it light, but it's that thing of like, oh my God, like it's going to be, I think a lot of us, it's going to be gonna really be heavy. It's going to be yeah. really heavy for in so many different ways, in so many different ways, just being back in the room in general, you know, being with people. So,
0: and it's special, right? Like we are a part of a community of people that feels really deeply and mm-hmm. I think thinks really deeply, like so many people that we work with, I would consider some of the smartest people I've ever met, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that the combination of those two things is really, that's, those are intense rooms to be in, even in times that feel less charged or less Mm -hmm. difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's also thrilling. Like I feel so excited to be Mm -hmm. amongst this great community of people that are like willing to feel their feelings and 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 do hard things. Yeah, totally. It's
1: like the positive here ultimately is that we are all wanting to do the right things and make the changes and listen. Like we're not a people who are really averse to that, you know, and they're like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your journey. And I'm, this is what I'm doing. Most of us are not like that. Most of us are terrified of, you know, saying the wrong thing or hurting someone hurting like someone we don't else. want yeah. to hurt yeah. these are our families these are our show families like the last thing we want to do is hurt anyone in in the room and in our community and so i think i think just coming in from that that place right off the bat already hopefully that we all can recognize we're all here for this common good and support and love and lead with that you know it's all we can do, yeah. I guess
0: yeah, and it's it's a practice in vulnerability, right, which is such a it's like a thing that we all learn as actors, like yeah. how how transparent, how vulnerable can you be how because that's real scary mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. uncomfortable, um but I think these rehearsal spaces, you know hopefully and on their best days em, like embody that and allow us mm-hmm. to be like really vulnerable and big mistake makers yep. and apologizers and learners right like yep.
3: well, yeah well um
1: yeah that's so true Kara. I was just gonna say as we come to a close here as we start to wrap up wrap up yeah um I was gonna so we've decided we want to hear what would be because of mental health and everything that um because this is a massive transition this is just as people moving back into the world I mean uh, it, it's a lot. And then add on top of it, like this new life chapter that you're about to embark on everything. It's so exciting. What would be your mantra in moving through this time? If you had a mantra,
4: what would, what would that be? Mm I'm like, oh, I want to say the perfect thing.
1: No, um, no, no. Pressure. I, say what you feel. Know. One no. word if you want, you know, whatever I, the mantra, whatever you feel. I think
4: a good one is um like be curious. I love it. Just staying open to the things that
0: make me uncomfortable or challenge me um and wondering why is that why why don't you like that why does that feel weird um and then just genuinely being curious about each other right I think yeah that's that's what strikes me as we go back it's like
4: and I feel like actors are so good at this already but just really being gentle with each other like because it can you know it's especially
0: when you're putting up a big expensive broadway show it's just like things can be tense and we can be taskmasters and just bust our asses and you know but i think just really checking in with each other like how are you doing today Mm -hmm. is going to be really important
4: yeah i think
2: that's i mean it's so perfect for the return to work, but it's also so perfect for this next phase of your life. Yes. A, being gentle with yourself and also being curious about the new person you're going to become. Like we're going to speak with Corey Petinod. We spoke with her already and she had just kind of had her baby. I think Carver was like three months old when we spoke and she's like, I am just getting to know this new person that I am. She's like, sure, I'm getting to know this baby, but I'm also getting to know... This new mm. version of myself. So to be curious and gentle through that process as you're gonna shift and change and be like, who is I'm in this new skin? I don't Who's know who this, this, this person.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for uh-huh. sure. Thank for you for sure. sharing that. That's yeah.
0: I think I hadn't been thinking about that as much for myself and I'm I'm sure I need to. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah.
2: You you'll you'll you will inherently once you're in it, but yeah. Good to. You're already in the right headspace for it. So. You
1: are for sure. And before we go, I just want to tell you in the next, just be aware of how often you can say, Hey, I want to go down the street to the store. And then you just like grab your purse and you walk out the door like that fast. <laughs> just take that in because <laughs> do it now because you never again will ever leave the house that like carefree, just feeling like, Oh, I don't have to worry about the things I have or a diaper bag or what I'm feeding my child or what
2: they're going to need later. You just snacks. I don't 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 need need to have any snacks.
1: I don't need snacks. (laughs)
2: Like (laughs) we were in the car today on our way to Costco and my son was, he's like, I'm hungry. He's like, what do you have to eat? I was like, nothing. He said, mom, (laughs) you don't have any snacks? I was like, no, What's I don't have you? any snacks. You just ate breakfast. We are on our way to Costco. It is going to take us a half hour and you will go home and you will eat something there. He could not understand that I did not have any snacks. <laughs> yep. it's the truth. So just, I just pick up that purse and
1: walk out the door, <sighs> just, just unencumbered because okay. because okay. that won't happen very <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's gonna be great. It's gonna it's, be great. It's sure. It's be sure. Great. No, it's just I, heavy. Actually,
2: I am so jealous of, of the time you're about to you enter. Know. For me, uh-huh. um the newborn phase was like super magical. I could have cared less about anything else. Uh-huh. I was like, however, the hormones affected me, they were yeah. very positive in those first three months. Not so much later on, don't uh-huh. worry. I had my sure. fair share later, but in those first three months, I was like this is magic. This Aww. is amazing. So I I hope for you, it's that way. That's so
0: beautiful. Yeah. yeah I love hearing that. I know. I mean, I think, it, right. Different, it hits everybody at different times, yeah. like yep. the part where you're just like, what did I do? <laughs> um,
1: this person is here all the time forever. <laughs> I have to think about them. <laughs> yep. That's, that's real. Yep. I have to think what I'm feeding this person Every meal?
2: No, oh, I know. That used yeah. to be
1: my thing. Karen knows. <laughs> I'd be like, I have to think about what to feed them. She's like, girl, just put out some cut up grapes, some cheese. It can be like a charcuterie board, you know, like definitely, some, which like, is our favorite. Which <laughs> is our favorite. So anyway, <laughs> girl, We're we are so excited for you. And thank you Thanks. so much for joining us on, on this version, because we want to talk to you after the fact,
0: wow. Once you going to be interesting to caught, hear. Yeah.
1: yeah, once you've caught your breath, <laughs> we're super excited. We want to hear about it and follow along, and um, and we just we're we're thrilled for you. I it's know. been awesome to watch this come up in your life. So that's
0: such a that's such a pleasure to like have you as other examples of awesome working mamas in the business and well, all that you you both do. It's really inspiring to see and and that you mother so well and. You know, maintain your artistry too. It's really cool. So, thanks for inviting me to join you. Yeah, of course. Wow.
1: Thank you. Thanks and for and your All the words. love your way. Yep, yeah, for sure. Be well.
3: Yep.
2: You too. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Justin Squiggs Robertson for our fabulous new graphic, Kristen Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Wardweber for our awesome theme song, and of course, the Broadway
4: Podcast Network for bringing us to you.